0: Hey gang, this is Trent Chaddicker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick. where each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. Dee Palmer writes, The arch or bar of a violin, guitar, or other stringed instrument which gives permanency To and causes the wires or strings to be tensely stretched do not prevent the passage of vibration. An impingement modifies tension. It changes the amount of vibration but does not obstruct the course of an impulse. It simply augments or decreases the force of an impulse. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on the early viewpoints of vertebral subluxation and the effects the subluxation have on the surrounding neurological tissue. As you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's Tick. Now let the class begin. In 1897, D.D. Palmer had a school, he had students, and he had a clinical method of palpation and adjusting of the spine in Davenport, Iowa, and you referred to this healthcare practice or healing art as chiropractic. By the early 1900s, they had a chiropractic paradigm or objective, and it was solid in its course in the following documentation. Vertebral subluxation impinges nerves, which cause dysfunction, and the chiropractic adjustment of vertebral subluxation influences normal function, improved tone, and health. D.D. Palmer's clinical methods led him to believe that vertebrae, or bones in the spine, could be displaced slightly, or in other words, an incomplete luxation within the articular surfaces. Articular surfaces are parts where the bones stacked on top of each other meet each other to glide and move. They're similar to the wheels on a vehicle meeting the road. They allow the movement to occur within the joints of the bones. The articular joints link two bones of the skeletal system together to create a functional whole. It's the meeting point to allow movement and unity. Without proper articulation, you suffer from dysfunctional wholeness of the system that is designed to protect and direct the neurological system. D.D. Palmer believed that when these vertebrae suffered an incomplete luxation, the neurological tissue that is surrounded by the bones of the spine can have an impingement or stretching effect to the tissue due to the new negative structure of the vertebrae in their luxated position. So the chiropractic luxation was the founding terminology for what we now call vertebral subluxation. Simon sends in documents in the chiropractic vertebral subluxation part two, the earliest subluxation theories from 1902 to 1907 in the following. As early as 1905, D.D. Palmer described a chiropractic luxation as a partial separation of two articular surfaces. In 1906, he wrote of subluxation, known to the chiropractor as a displacement of the articular processes. And a chiropractic luxation being a partial dislocation, or what we are pleased to know now as subluxations. In 1910, he wrote that a subluxation was a displacement of two or more bones whose articular surfaces have lost wholly or in part their natural connection. He also wrote that subluxation is a partial or incomplete separation, one in which the articulating surfaces remain in partial contact. And that's a subluxation consists of two or more bones whose articular surfaces have lost in part their natural connection. One in which the articulating surfaces remain in partial contact. Those which partly preserve their connection. Chiropractic is a unique and distinct healthcare profession that was founded on the art of using handles and levers within the spine to facilitate the correction of what was once referred to as a chiropractic luxation, now known as vertebral subluxation. D.D. Palmer theorized that the chiropractic luxation influenced neurological dysfunction. His early writings went on to say, Tension more or less than normal, causes an increase or decrease of vibration, which means a greater or less force of an impulse and a corresponding amount of heat. Nerves are never pinched or pinched upon in the foramina. Foramina are never narrow. We do not adjust the vertebrae. The vertebrae itself, so far as a chiropractor knows, is never displaced, dislocated, or subluxated. Any extreme movement of the articulating surfaces enlarges the framen or framina, causing the nerves and blood vessels to become stretched, irritated, increasing increase in its carrying power. Nerves are never shut off by the closure of the framina. There are no dams or obstructions that restrict. Impulses are never interrupted, reducing the lunated intervertebral articulation. Diminishing the displacement of the articulating processes, replacing the two articulating surfaces, returns the enlarged foramen to its normal size, removes tension, and irritation. Irritated nerves cause muscular contraction. The location and amount of disturbance depends upon the portion of the nervous system involved. So that was written by D.D. Palmer over 100 years ago and the terminology has uh, slightly changed, but the art form of the correction of vertebral subluxation and its heritage that he founded and the tactics that he founded have really truly remained the same from the chiropractor's point of view. Palmer performed um, all of this uh, writing over 125 years ago And with time comes more knowledge and more study through basic sciences and applied sciences and through the art of philosophy in and of itself. And putting all that together and understanding physiology over the last century is really confirming what was once just a clinical postulation. You see, back then... Uh, the the science wasn't where DD Palmer was with his speculation about the articulating surfaces. So my question is: Is where will the next 125 years take the profession, research, and art of adjusting chiropractic uh, luxations, or what we term vertebral subluxations? What will the profession gain in insight to better educate and equip? our profession, to serve society, uh, the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic? Those are my questions at large. I don't have the answers. I'm asking them for you to consider Uh, To maybe get outside the box and think about how can you add or contribute to the profession, whether or not you're just a person receiving that chiropractic care, if you're a student in class listening to this, or if you're a chiropractor that's busy actively serving your community chiropractic adjustments. I think it's worth uh, realizing that we all have uh, that special little bit of imagination inside of us, no different than what the Palmers had, and maybe it's um, worth investigating, um, thinking outside the box. Because you see, D.D. and B.J. Palmer spent years in the making of the philosophy of chiropractic and the search for more understanding still exists, and there is still room For positive learning about what we don't know yet. And I early in my professional career had a very uh, closed mind on uh, thinking that I knew what I knew and I knew what has been documented. And over the past five years, I now know that there is still a lot that I don't know. And it actually gives me more passion for what I What I do based off of what I don't know because I want to continue to investigate and learn from the great minds in the profession. Um, You know, I documented or I just referred to Simon Sensen's um, article or research article that he had uh, in this podcast. He also has great books out there. There's um, great books by Joe Strauss, there's great um, philosophers out there such as Reggie Gold. These people that have literally spent uh, their professional career uh, thinking about their professional career have impacted me in ways that allow me to spend time early in the mornings uh, writing and discussing uh, with my clients the philosophy and science and art of chiropractic. And here I am on this podcast discussing it with you. So we don't know what we don't know. And the Palmers, when founding and developing the technical excellence of chiropractic always stayed within their lane per se. BJ talked about staying uh, within your lane uh, and sticking to a philosophical basis to what they were pursuing. So, um, you know, there is a lot that we don't know, but uh, keep it within the realm of chiropractic and within the within the uh, objective like they documented over 125 years ago. Um, and same with If you're a consumer of chiropractic and you're receiving care and you want to learn more about the benefits of care, I find it very common that uh, most of the questions asked of me as a chiropractor are. Uh, non-chiropractic questions. And I have to spend a lot of time deferring and saying that's outside my scope of ex- excellency. And I prefer to um, delegate that question and answer to someone that has a better, um, better understanding or background in it. So um, spend time, if you're a consumer of chiropractic, thinking about questions that would relate to your chiropractic care in the realm or within the lane of chiropractic, which may be tougher for you if uh, the understanding of chiropractic is limited. There are resources um, out there for consumers, this being one of them. Uh, Go back and listen to previous episodes and fill yourself in on all that revolves around things being natural and the adjusting of the spinal column for the correction of subluxation. Because it really does open up into a very uh, widespread logical way of looking at um, your well-being and quality of life and how it relates to stress and how uh, you can adapt more readily by being under chiropractic care. And in the past 10 years of my private practice, I've learned more and seen more positive impacts on people benefiting from care and their quality of life Uh, improving drastically under chiropractic care uh, than I ever thought would be possible. I never imagined seeing so many smiles and seeing so many people uh, respond with a positive review or positive referral uh, to their friends and family to also be under regular chiropractic care. And so my practice making decisions have been greatly enhanced Uh, Due to my experience of helping thousands of people and serving over a million chiropractic adjustments in my uh, career so far. So I feel... Like my growth of understanding of chiropractic is just on the verge of no different with the Palmers starting somewhere and growing with time. And I'm humbly uh, pursuing more and trying to find um, more ways and better ways to educate my community and my. Uh, fellow colleagues that practice with me or those that are listening on here because uh, when we all search for more wisdom like uh, the Palmers were doing over 125 years ago, uh, we will come up with more answers that um, that were, were the result of us searching. So my conclusion to this uh, episode uh, on today's Tick is um, you know, the chiropractic luxation was that once a luxation and now it's a subluxation. So considering considering the, the, the fact that uh, facts do change, don't ever give up on where you are and continue to pursue uh, where you want to be um, a master of your uh, trade or a master of uh, the consumer. You want to be a Proponent of what you're benefiting from. So I appreciate your time on this episode today. Catch us on the next one. Thanks for your time. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at today's tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As BJ Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we'd like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke or ID in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.